ora koutou katoa and welcome to Inside Netball ko Ravinda Hunia Toku Ingoa. Round 9 of the ANZ Premiership saw so much netball on display, it was amazing and it also included the grand final of the National Netball League. Here to break it all down with me is former Silver Ferns captain Adine Wilson and netball commentator Jenny Woods. Kia ora to you both. Kia ora. Now, before we rip into it today, uh, Wahine, we'll get through some of these results. Mystics got the better of the tactics, 70-51. to 51. Stars beat the Magic, 47-39. to 39. Tactics beat Magic, 51-48. to 48. Mystics just getting the better of the Stars in the end with 54-51. to 51. Great bonus point pick up there. And the Pulse came back uh, against the Steel, 50 to 44. So much netball happened over this weekend. Adine, let's talk highlights. What stood out for you? The very last quarter of the five games that were played, as much as it hurts me to say as a former steel player, Pulse come back 15 to 5 in that last quarter. I tell you what, this Pulse team keeps serving up something different, something new. And I'm really, really liking the brand of netball they're playing. So that was a massive highlight. The other highlight for me is I know the Magic didn't come away with a win, but some good signs are there in the year. And Ekinasio back on court, played two quarters. He is hoping it's three or four next week. We also saw Georgia Tong take the court. So I feel like they're rebuilding their squad. And going forward, they could be the team that can really cause a few upsets. Well, at least I hope they do anyway, because I want to pick the same windows after the game and be able to have a joyous conversation. <laughs> oh, you always have a joyous conversation with Sam Windows, yeah. don't you? Even, Adine, <laughs> if you've, if it's a loss. But um, I, interesting take on that game between the Pulse and the Steel. Did the Pulse improve or mm. did the Steel fade? And I just wondered, you know, they're coming off all that COVID stuff. Um, is it just that they, they lost their energy? The other thing that I'm you know, has stuck with me over this sort of gluttonous feast of netball is um, there'd be some fabulous passages of play and then some really basic errors like, you know, dropping the ball, losing the ball, um, you know, out between your legs, little things like that. And I just wonder, is, is that a sign of the fact that a lot of these players, I mean, are they tired? Are they still in you know, return to play protocols or, or what's going on. But in amongst it all, there is some, there's some diamonds. Uh, but I just, you know, I would be a little bit concerned about the, the rough that's in there as well. Yeah, I agree. And you get that when you've got a, these back-to-back -back games as well. We talk about many games, but some of these are back-to-back. -back. Big highlight for me, the National Netball League. Central Manoa back on the winner's pedestal after five years. Had an amazing game against Mainland. The first quarter was really tight, but then Central Manawa just ran away with it. Just a great display of all the talent coming through that we do talk about um, regularly on Inside Netball. So, kapai kia koutou katoa. Now, our first talking point today, I'm actually a bit excited to talk about this, to be fair. The question is, where is the flair? And we asked that question because, Dean, you brought up a great point that New Zealand has produced some of the most innovative, creative players that the world has seen, but it's been a bit quiet lately. Yeah, and no, what really reminded me was seeing some of the clips from um, Catherine Tuivaiti, Liana Leota. They are playing together in the Super League, and people are reposting these clips because they are doing these amazing passages of play. Balls behind their heads, tipping balls on, not even landing before they're flicking um, it on to each other. And 
it started making me think, are we missing some of that in the ANZ? Uh, Jen, to your point, I think we are seeing glimpses of it, but can there be more? And what's really brought it to the fore for me as we start talking about Commonwealth Games is to be honest, I think we may be a year too early if we can really push for Com Games Gold this year. I think we're probably tracking more towards World Cup. So therefore, is this the time to be innovative when we're playing these other teams? Bring in some surprises, bring in something new. Because at the moment, I feel it's great we've got these athletes that are fit and fast, physical, strong. But do we need to open up our game a little bit more so we can see some of these passes we used to see in these passages of play? So, you know, and, and I've been forced forced to watch quite a bit of NBA lately. <laughs> and it makes me realise that, you know, when a player goes out and does something special, it lifts the team, it lifts the crowd, and it just makes for a far more entertaining match, Jen. My point, though, would be it lifts the team as long as it works. Because if, if you're a coach or, or another player and you're, one of your teammates does a real little bit of razzle-dazzle and it just fires out of court or, you know, it doesn't work at all, um, that's when it's not so good. And it was interesting, you know, reading a piece about uh, Peta Toyava the other day, and it was a great piece, actually, on her whole career and how she nearly gave the game away and, and has had to refined who who love for netball it's a locker a locker room piece I think um, but she was talking about how you know she's got all these little tricks up her sleeve and things like that and Rob Wright always if she tries them at practice he, he always says you know I don't think we need that there or or just plays it down and I I'm a little bit on Rob Wright's side of this I think because because you can have too much you can have too much flair if you think but of can it, you pick your times too though can you pick well, your time well, to use it Yes, okay, but then as long as you can, oh, as long as you can. But I mean, I think we're seeing a fair bit. I mean, you know, the Bailey Mears hook up over the back. The, the little touches in air from, um, is it Kimi Poi has done them. Um, I mean, I, I, th I don't think we should be too hard on ourselves. I mean, I think the flair is there. But um, I, I just think, you know, too much um, would just, if there's too much flair, it's just like, you know, too much sugar in a, in a cake, it's just sweet, and you don't you don't get the flavour. I want more flavour. <laughs> ah, but you are, you have a sweet tooth. I want some more. <laughs> now, when we talk about innovation and creativity on the netball court, one person's name comes to mind, and that is Anna Harrison, who coined the Harrison Hoist, which celebrates ten years this year. Anna Harrison is joining us now. Anna, welcome oh, to Inside oh, Netball. <laughs> Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Excuse the, the the youngest climbing around the car and us looking like uh, drowned rats. We've just been to the pool. <laughs> no, good on you. Welcome to you both. <laughs> Thank you. Look, um, we're talking about innovation, creativity on the netball court. Anna and the Harrison Hoist, as I mentioned, celebrating 10 years this year. So can you wind your mind back a little bit to that time about bringing that move onto the court? Why and how did you come to that decision on that day? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was a while ago. And um, I guess it was never my idea, um, just to be clear. It was, um, I think, a Singapore team did it against maybe Sri Lankan. They had a very tall shooter and... Um, I guess it was the Silver Fern coaches saw it at the time and thought, why can't we do that? Um, that was the time that Romelda Aitken and those tall shooters were coming on the scene and it sort of needed something else for the shot. So I remember we had discussion at Fern's camp 
um, that that January camp, and then it was with um, uh, the Mystics that we played around with it and um, what we could do. And we had a training where we were really trying a whole lot of things. I was sort of at one stage on, I think it was Rachel Rasmussen's shoulders just sitting on them going, oh, this is, this feels a bit wrong. So um, it was something that we practiced and um, there was no plan of when exactly to use it. But it just happened that um, we got in the right position. We talked about doing it in that game against um, the Vixens in Australia, which turned out to be a really good time to do it because it sort of gave netball boost in the media, which is always nice. Scarlett, have you been surprised with the longevity of the Harrison hoist? You know, it's kind of evolved over time. People are still using it. Other countries are using it. I mean, is that a surprise or was it a surprise that it sort of caught on so well? Yeah, I mean it's it's actually not what we originally did because they banned what the they created goaltending rule in, in netball, so you can't actually attack the ball on the way down. Which when we did it was always um, lifting up towards the rim of the the net to intercept the ball there. So that's what the original lift was about, and then they banned that. So the lifts that you see now are um, you're, you're trying to attack the ball on the way up, which is a lot harder in terms of timing. And um, again, positioning. So it's cool to see it. Um, there's always been talk about more lifting happening within the netball court. So whether a, a shooter gets lifted, um, you could lift in the mid court to get through a zone. But it's um, easy to talk about, but to execute and be sort of present and everyone be on the same page is another thing. You've been dabbling back in, in volleyball, your other happy place. Is there anything from that yeah. sport that you could, um, you know, you could, I've seen noticed you sometimes doing like a, a dive onto the court <laughs> with a bit of a dig to, to get the ball up. Are there other things that you could bring into netball? I don't think there's anything I can bring in, but I definitely the crossover of playing volleyball and netball through my school years is evident in the way that I play the game. I'm an aerial. Volleyball taught me to control my body better. Um, yeah and just timings to reach the ball. So that's why the shot has um, just translated from the volleyball. I guess, again, in volleyball, you learn to dive and land and fall, and that, that's, I often end up on the ground in netball. <laughs> so that's, that's done, done well for me to know how to fall properly. And uh, fast forward to 2022, you're, you know, a stalemate for the Northern Stars now. Looking at the rest of the season, three rounds but six games remaining. How are you holding up? Surprisingly well, actually. This last sort of three weeks, we've had so many games. Those midweek ones were a real challenge, especially with school holidays. We had kids home, and my mum came up for the second week, which was amazing. Um, and then this weekend was definitely after that big two weeks was going to be a test. And, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I'm quite, quietly, well, not quietly, because I'm going to say I'm chuffed <laughs> that I um, am still walking and able to move. I'm definitely tired, hence the pool session and the work that I need to do is way more than it ever was when I was younger um, but at the priorities for me is recovery and maintaining I'm not trying to get gains in the gym and um, my fitness improvement it's just making sure that when it comes game day I'm ready to ready to fire. Scarlett I'm in absolute awe that you're still playing I retired I think I was 30 and I only had one child so to the fact that you've made 150 National League matches is just Fabulous. And, and you actually played on the court 
um, in the weekend with another centurion, uh, Alyssa Peter Toyava. And she, to me, is another innovator, a bit like yourself. You know, she's got that flair. How important is it to have these characters, these innovators in our game? Oh, yeah, I think it would be a sort of um, a bit boring if you didn't have any players in any sport that sort of provided that uh, different way of playing or thinking. Um, or the looks, which obviously people talk about for me. It's entertainment. I mean, that's part of our job as athletes. We're entertainers as well. It's not why we get into it, but it's um, nice to provide that for uh, the people that love the game. And Petter is a great example of someone that adds flair and um, excitement to, um, you know, a simple pass into the circle can, be, can look amazing by her because of the timing and the, the vision that she had. How do you think the game compares, Anna, between now and what have you been you've been playing this what twenty years or so? Um, how does it compare now with with what it was when you first started? Oh, I think everyone talks about the physicality, and um, everyone's and again it ties into the fact that it's more professional now. So you've got more time to get stronger and faster and um, fitter uh, to be able to play this physical game. Um, it's definitely, if I was starting now, I don't think that I would be around as long. Um, I'm not the build for the, the muscling up and running with and things like that. And that's not the way that I play the game. Um, I think that New Zealand netball has that, especially in the defence end, that ability to play off the body and confuse space. And um, I think that's, I'm a big fan because that's the way that I play. But um, I read something of Petters that um, the more physical a game gets, the less she plays to her skill and I think that's a really good thing to remember in netball um, even though we're bigger we're faster we're fitter still want to play skillful and that ties into the innovative stuff as well you can see more and um, just do make it more of a fun game to watch but if you like watching the the bash and crash then I guess you'll disagree with me <laughs> it just feels like you have still so much to give to the game, uh, Anna. Finally, you know, have you had any conversations with Kitty about 2023? Have you given it a thought about coming back for another season? No, we've had no conversations. Just the the intensity of this season is. There's, I don't think there's any room for um, talking about next year. But at this point in time, I'm playing every game like it's my last. Um, it's definitely. It is full on with the kids and I'm noticing I missed Georgia's first netball game on the weekend and it's little things like, well, they're not little things, they're big things like that. Now the kids are older and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm feeling that. So I'm going to play out the next month um, like it's my last again because I've done it a few times now. But um, as I've said before, I am pretty much no one is changing my mind. So never say never, but at this stage I'm just going to enjoy and give it my everything the next month. Well, Anna, thank you so very much for joining us. You and your son, of course, in the car straight after swimming. We really appreciate it. It's all right. Thanks for putting out with the... This is how it rolls now with kids. It's just adapt. So thanks for letting him hang out in the background. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> Best of luck for the rest of the season. Oh, thanks so much, guys. Take care. There are 77 days until the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, which is, of course, a pinnacle event for world netball, and the countdown starts right now.
Over the next 11 weeks, we're going to take a look at each of the 12 countries who will be taking part in the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. But today, I want to go all the way back to 1998, which is when it all started for netball, as far as the Com Games are concerned. And the woman who captained New Zealand at those games in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, was Belinda Colling, and she's with us here today. Hi, guys. Great to have you with us, Belinda. And I wonder, did you ever think you'd be playing netball in Malaysia? Yeah, it was obviously uh, new territory for us, um, not having had uh, played probably netball against any teams from Asia, but um, having travelled there, absolutely. So it was a whole new experience. We actually did a, I think on the way back from England, just prior to it, we did a bit of a recce uh, through there and uh, yeah obviously netball wasn't huge in Asia but uh, yeah you know hopefully uh, having the Commonwealth Games there back in 98 um, you know obviously uh, increased the sports um, you know viewing over the air and perhaps screw the game. I was going to ask you about that actually what did joining the Commonwealth Games do for netball's profile around the world? Yeah, hard to say. Look, you know, from a from a playing perspective, it was fabulous. Like it became um, one of the pinnacle events for you as a player to be a part of. Um, yeah, fabulous experience to be a part of. And I know back in '98 when we when we went, we we sort of felt a little bit like imposter syndrome. We were sort of the new sport on the block along with rugby sevens which is which was there and cricket was there as well and I think it probably gave us this different perspective of just being netball players to to actually becoming athletes and so it sort of changed I think that mindset of of what netball was that we were you know we could be real athletes and um yeah look I think that was a from a personal playing perspective that sort of you know, some key things that I think came out of it. Um, globally, look, I wouldn't know whether it increased participation, uh, obviously increased, you know, it, it put us out there more globally, and so that's that could only have been good for the game. And what do you think it did to the, the nature, really, of the game and the way it was planned? I mean, you'd gone from a pinnacle event once every four years with the World Champs or the, what became the World Cup. Now you sort of had, um, you know, a double banger, if you like, Com Games and then the World Cup. Did that change things tremendously? Uh, yeah, like I said, it, it, it definitely gave you, you know, it was a highlight, a highlight in my career. I went to three Commonwealth Games. I went to KL in 98 and I went to Manchester and then finished my career basically in um, Melbourne uh, in 2006. And, you know, it was important enough to pull me out of that and, and come back and, and play for the Silver Ferns again and be able to do that on that international stage. So, yeah, I guess it really was something and probably still is for the netballers and the Silver Ferns that has real significance and real meaning. I, th I think... Thinking back to KL, it was probably one of the first times you sort of got that. I remember the going out into the opening ceremony where you walk into that huge stadium with all the different countries, and it was the first time you'd really felt that sense of national pride, you know, that sort of sense on a global stage. A little bit like what you get when you go on your OV and you watch the All Blacks, this real... I'm from New Zealand and I'm proud of that. So I remember that being something that I, 
you know, was really um, hit me as at being part of those Commonwealth Games. So, Belinda, how does the game of netball now that's being played compare to that that sort of game that you were playing back in the in the late nineties? Yeah, look, I think it's uh, it's faster and more physical. Um, you know, obviously there's been lots of rule changes, so so there's lots of difference in that way as well. But um, yeah, I think the girls are, uh, are far more athletic, probably, um, than we were um, physically. Um, those sort of more, you know, more athletic specimens, and I think that's led to the game just being played at a, a higher level, um, you know, aerobically and, and physically. Just a quick one to end on. You were in the in the first New Zealand team that played in the Commonwealth Games in 1998. Netball is now on a on a bit of a mission to be admitted to the Olympic Games. What do you what do you think of yeah. that campaign? Yeah, fabulous. Why not? Look, the Commonwealth Games. It's like going to Disneyland. Like it's this, um, you know, it's this place where it's just. You know, you're there to, to play the or compete at the highest level, and it's just this fabulous experience uh, and place to be a part of. And, and I went, was fortunate to go to the Olympics in 2000 with basketball, and and that's just like a whole nother level again of, of just amazingness and being surrounded by such inspirational fabulous people uh, so they are just the most amazing events and if netball, netball could be a part of it uh, I think it would be incredible and, and it would give incredible exposure to the game and obviously um, you know that can only enhance it and, and mean good things. Well, Belinda, thank I'm, you. I'm obviously, coming from a player perspective, Jenny, always about you know <laughs> how great it would be uh, for those skills to be an Olympic event. It would be phenomenal. Well, thank you so much for your ideas and thoughts this morning, Belinda. I will now let you get back to the beautiful Mania Toto. It's been a, a real pleasure right. to catch up with you. Fab, thanks, guys. Nā mihi kia koe, Belinda Colling for that great insight. And thank you, Jenny, for your first instalment. My pleasure. <laughs> looking forward to it. Yep, looking forward to the Commonwealth Games. Whānau, that is us for this week. All the ANZ Premiership action, as always, on Sky Sports starts on Saturday, goes through to Wednesday. It's another huge round. Don't miss it. Kōrua, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Always lots of fun. Always a good debate with Jenny Woods at the <laughs> She's back, ladies and gentlemen. From us here at Inside Netball Whānau, Matewa.